Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional, a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. But we want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have stories, things that have happened to you, amazing things, hilarious things, random things, whatever it may be, send your stories to thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. So until then, we're going to dive into some of the interesting true stories from modern history and beyond. So strap in, it's story time. Hello and welcome. Look, I know I've got a lot of stories to tell, but I can't think of one and Ryan can't think of one. He says he's not very interesting. No, but, not um, really. All it takes is a little spark and then it'll go, oh, I remember that thing that happened to me, but we're just going to crack straight into it. This is just random stuff we compiled from the internet, so it could be true, it could be fictional. Um, I really hope it's true because some of it's really funny. <laughs> um, why don't you crack off? With the first one, Ryan. All right. The first one is called Resurrected Puppy. Dun, dun, dun. When I was around eight, my dog followed my dad to wait with me for my school bus. While we were waiting, uh, my dad saw Fluffy get hit by a truck, so he took him and buried him. We then went out of town for the weekend, but on Sunday evening we got home, Fluffy was standing on our porch. Dad couldn't believe it and told us, I buried him on Friday. Turns out, Fluffy had just been knocked out cold and he rose from the dead and waited on us to come home. <laughs> that one's from Tamara Baker on Facebook. <laughs> wow. It happens, it happens. Like If you're a father out there, check the polls, mate. <laughs> yes, definitely. Do some do some investigation, come on. Or take, the, take it to the vet. <laughs> you know? Even if it's knocked out, it's still going to be breathing. Yeah. <sighs> some people... <laughs> I'm guessing the father didn't like the dog, and he was like, yes, secretly. Yeah, no, but most fathers don't want dogs, and they get the dog, and yeah. they become the father's dog. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So he was probably like, finally, justice has been served. Yeah. And then Fluffy's looking at him, hey, I'm back. <laughs> I'm not going to die when you're right there next to me. <laughs> um, all right, this one's called The Killer Nurse. Dun, dun, dun. My father had a heart attack many years ago. I'm so sorry to hear not my father. Oh, okay. This right, sorry. Brother. I thought oh, we're in the story now, are we? Yeah. Okay, cool. And I showed up to the hospital at 3 a.m. Given the time and the fact that he was in the ICU, I initially wasn't allowed in. However, I was finally let in by a nurse who calmed me down and allowed me to see my father. He was so kind to our family throughout my dad's hospital stay. About six months later, my paternal grandmother was in the ICU for a medical issue, and again, we were cared for by this nurse. About a year later, I received a call from my dad telling me to turn on CNN. Turns out, the nurse was Charles Cullen, who famously confessed to murdering up to 40 patients. Bullet dodged. Wow. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what uh, what made him not want to murder these people. Um, He could be very selective. Could be. Could be. Um... Wow, okay. Well, congratulations, uh, Chari Cuspus Crib from Facebook to you and your family. <laughs> Looks like you dodged a bullet on that one. Um, twice. Twice, <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know. Did it say the grandmother died? or No, no. Okay. Well, well maybe he liked you. Maybe he. Maybe you reminded him of a young him. I don't know. 
I'm only guessing. I'm not Maybe a serial he was killer. having a real good day. Maybe he's having a good day. Maybe he'd already killed his quota for that day. <laughs> okay, yeah. the next one's called The Unlucky Gent. A couple of years ago, I was flat broke and in a store spending my last couple of bucks on ramen to get me through payday. The lottery happened to be high, so I decided to spend my literal last $2 on a ticket. Well, this little old lady walked up behind me, and since the store was packed, I let her go ahead of me in line. She purchased one quick pick lottery ticket, and then I purchased my lottery ticket and the ramen and went home. A couple of, late, couple of days later, I saw her on the news. She was the only winner of a $90 million jackpot. If I hadn't let her in front of me, I would have purchased that ticket and I would have been a millionaire right now. Wow. That's why they say nice guys finish last. Exactly. Right? I would have been like, listen, darling, you can just wait. I need my ramen, I need my lottery ticket, and I need it now. And then, you know, what would have happened? She would have won. It would have been one number off and no. it would have happened anyway. No, but like, like from, from now on, he, he'd be, you know, cutting in line like yeah. just to get ahead of people and then he'll find out the person behind him won. Well, yeah it's always the way <laughs> he's just not destined to win now this is one that you know I think everybody knows about I've seen it a few times on the internet but it's called the famous french fry thief I was eating lunch at one day at Wendy's when Bill Murray sat down at my table stole a french fry dipped it into my frosty and ate it he then looked at me and said nobody's gonna believe you and walked away <laughs> I would believe him based on what Bill Murray has done. Oh, wow. Wow. I love it. That would have been awesome. I would have just sat there. I just would have whipped out my phone quickly and just taken yeah. a photo. Have you seen that? Um, It went around a bit. Like, there's this guy passed out at a restaurant. Like, yeah, with Tom, his face Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Hanks yeah, yeah. I saw selfies that one. on yeah. his photo. Yeah. On his phone. And yeah. So the no, dude would have waked cool. up, would have woken up and checked his phone. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, the next one is called The Blind Date Bind. I accidentally set my best friend up on a blind date with my with her ex-husband. <laughs> I was going out on a first date with a guy, and he asked if I had a friend for his friend. So I invited my best friend along. And then the guy showed up, their jaws dropped, and we had many margaritas <laughs> from Alyssa Armand on Facebook. Wow. Imagine that. What are the odds? I think I've seen that on a sitcom somewhere. Uh, where you know it just happens to be the yeah. person's ex or something yeah. like that. I can't remember which one, but yeah, it that sounds all, like it happens that's, a lot more. Than you think. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's only a certain amount of people in the world, so chances are you're going to end up meeting someone that you know or someone that you may have been intimate with. Mm. What I want to know is what happened after the margaritas. Hey, yeah. Did they progress? Did they fall back in love, or did they just Probably, have? It depends on what kind of drunks they are. Maybe they just went back and had had a you know the last good time of their lives or something. I don't know. If yeah. you are, <laughs> if you're that lady or the or the ex husband or the ex wife, please send us an email too. And please email email us to stop um telling these jokes if you if you're, oh, we're just gonna keep doing it. I don't care if you email us and say stop. I'll just do it doubly the try. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. My son and I, not me, this is a story. You have a son? I have a moon. Um, my son and I were checking out a house. He was interested in buying. When the owner came to the door, she looked at me and said, Larry, I know you. We went to school together. I'm Elaine. Don't you recognize me? I drew a complete blank. She took out her old yearbook and showed me her graduation picture, still nothing. Let's look at your picture, she said. She flipped the pages until she came to me. 
under my photo I had written Elaine I will never forget you <laughs> oh no poor Lawrence Oh, she he she obviously was Florida. upset. I reckon I reckon I reckon if he went into the house, she would have had a Lawrence shrine, yeah. a shrine of a shrine of Lawrence with a little bit of his hair and. Or was she was she was she banking on him forgetting her? Possibly, possibly. Yeah. Who knows? That's pretty funny though. Yeah. Uh, the next one's called. Oh, well, the next one doesn't have a title. But when I spotted a navy captain on the street, I saluted. And bellowed LSD-395, which was a designation and number of the ships I served on during World War II. The captain returned my salute and responded, LMD-67. And um, I said, what? What's an LMD? And he said, large mahogany desk. <laughs> Bad sense of humour. Oh, God, that's funny. <laughs> the, the, this next one is something that happened. actually happened in our neck of the woods. Ooh. Um, I heard about it. My mate was telling me about it at work the other, other day, and... Um, yeah, so there was a, a customer in the drive-thru and the car behind him was harassing him, beeping the horn and, you know. So the, the car in front goes, oh, look, I'll be nice and pay for both meals, you know. And, oh, what a lovely thing. You'd think that, but uh, no, the car in front then took just took both orders, like <laughs> picked both up and drove away. But see, like, that would just be a minor inconvenience because yeah. then they could just reorder it. Yeah. So... Still, still. Well, they have to loop around and join the queue again. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. There you go. Well, the next one's called Secret Admirer. Eleanor Holland was alerted to a white envelope outside the front door of her home in Barnoldswick Land Society uh, when it was spotted by a neighbour on Saturday morning. She found it contained a note with the words, I will always love you, written in blue pen, along with the hot dog sausages, which had seemingly been handed over in a further attempt to win Eleanor's heart. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to all the romantic secret of Mars. I love you. I will always love you. Have some hot dogs. <laughs> well, uh, she may have been a vegetarian. That's why nothing ever happened. Oh, um, possibly, no. possibly. It's but just, look, I just think it's just random. It's like here's a card. It is very saying, random. I will maybe love you. maybe they did it for a bit of a laugh, make a laugh and go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm never gonna forget that. Um, yeah, like I the blue know. horn thing in How I Met Your Mother. You know. Oh yeah. No, but that was, that was kind of like key to everything though yeah true it was the secret to unlocking the universe like this girl didn't even know who the dude was it was just like here's a letter and here's some hot dogs dogs. and there was no bread it was just the hot Hot dog sausages (laughs) (laughs) so (sighs) apparently she didn't eat them either there you go you know like if someone gives you random yeah exactly what if it was had like rohypnol or something in there that's right um dog wins marathon a dog named Cam, human name, um, from Northern Highlands town, Mokchow in Sun La province, ended up completing a full marathon by chance in January. The dog, living at a motel near the marathon starting point, decided to join the race after seeing a stream of people passing by. Organisers decided to award him a finisher medal for completing the 42-kilometre race in 11 hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> but in, in fairness, he's got two extra legs, so... That's technically cheating. But good on him. He was yeah, a good boy. You know, like if he was a greyhound, then he would have uh, given up. Yeah, yeah, true. true. It would made it halfway down, down the road. And very like, true. He was a very good boy. <laughs> uh, the next one's called Lego Larceny, maybe on the rise. It's a bit of a long one, so bear with me. 
French police have been investigating the inter- an international ring of toy thieves with a particular affinity for the colourful interlocking bricks, according to a recent report from The Guardian. In this case, three suspects were caught taking boxes of Lego from a toy shop near Paris, with the goal of selling them in Poland, according to Le Pierrezon. And it's not just Europe. Lego robberies happened in the United States as well. Last month, a man in Oregon was arrested after local police suspected he stole $7,500 worth of Lego toy sets. So two boxes. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) There's a lot of money in Legos. Lego sets come out for limited editions and they soon become collector's items. There might even be a whole black market. Uh, Maybe a whole black market. Uh, However, there is an enormous amount of collectors out there who are missing on certain sets and are willing to pay lots of money for these sets, he says. Van Ichgen is an auctioneer in an auction website for collectibles. He said the most valuable and sought-after sets are those in their original packaging not yet open. For example, Lego Cafe Corner, a set released in 2007 for about $150, can nowadays run up to $3,000 if kept in its original condition. Other sets routinely fetch thousands of dollars in online marketplaces. Some sellers are asking for more than $3,500 for an unopened set of the Lego Millennium Falcon. Just like almost everything else in the world, the pandemic could be driving a force behind this phenomenon, especially during the lockdown period as we're right now. It's still extremely popular, Van Eichen adds. And Lego sales are still extremely high, not only in the Lego company itself, but in our platform too. We saw a 100% rise in sales over the past year. So yes, wow. Lego. Any, any of you Lego collectors out there, maybe jump on eBay. And, uh... Might be able to make some cash. As long as it's, you know, unopened. Yeah, unopened. But who buys Legos and doesn't build them? Or put them on the floor so someone else can step on them? That's right. Um, Painful. Painful. It it, it is painful. Um, Oklahoma Oklahoma places 2.1 million bounty on Bigfoot's head. Tourism officials in Oklahoma, hoping this generates some buzz say Bigfoot needs to be captured unharmed, (laughs) stressing bounty hunters can't break any laws during the hunt. (laughs) Scott Dietro, the host, um, this is is what he said, I think. Um, Good morning, I'm Scott Dietro. Need a quick two million? You You could try the lottery, maybe invest in Bitcoin, or head to Oklahoma and capture Bigfoot. They placed a bounty on Bigfoot's head there. 2.1 million but some rules you can't bring Bigfoot in cold. Oklahoma tourism officials hoping this generates some buzz says Bigfoot needs to be captured unharmed and stress bounty hunters can't break any laws during the hunt. Good luck. It's morning edition. <laughs> wow. Two mil. Two for million big, for Bigfoot. But you've got to, so you've got to cat, capture him and bring him in alive. Yeah. So just trank him. Yeah. But, um, Did, wasn't there a movie called Harry and the Hendersons about that or something like that? Probably. probably. Yeah. There's a lot of lot of Bigfoot. I mean, I, I think there's a Bigfoot. Oh, there's a novel, and it's like Bigfoot's Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca crash landed on Earth. Or something, <laughs> like they, they did some some wacko thing. And like then that. there's there's a movie called The Man That Killed Hitler and Bigfoot. Then Bigfoot. Then yeah, Bigfoot. We, we watched yeah, that. That, that was, was that was a, a movie. Well, it was definitely out of all of the things it was a movie it was uh, yeah. look look I, I thought there were elements of I thought it was at the same time but it wasn't it was just a man who was in the war and killed <laughs> Hitler and then yeah. fast forward in time and he killed Bigfoot yeah it was exactly what the name said look it it, it had potential it did look I, I do I regret watching it no 
Would I watch it again? No. Do I regret <laughs> watching the first half falling asleep for 30 minutes and then waking up and watching the end? No. Well, I think the Bigfoot interaction was pretty good, though. Yeah. It, was just, the, it was just like, you know, B-grade budget. But then with the whole burning him in a pyre and feeling regretful and woeful, <laughs> it was kind of a little bit too much. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so there's some... That's our movie review. Yes, um, there you go. Check, check us out for more movie reviews. The man who killed Bigfoot. No, the man who killed... Hitler, Hitler then Bigfoot. Bigfoot. And then there's also Velocipaster. <laughs> the movie's so bad that they had to put subtitles over the special effects when they couldn't afford the special effects. <laughs> the first five minutes, I was just like, yes. You know? It was... Okay, so the Velocipaster <laughs> is a movie about a, about a pastor, like a, a reverend, okay, whose parents die in a car bomb that you don't see. It just says, Explosion. He then gets bitten by a raptor. Great CGI. No, no he didn't get bitten by the raptor. He got, got scratched? He, yeah, he, there was a ninja running through. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot the ninjas. Well, because he went to Japan yes. or China. I think it was China. Which, which it looked just like... But it, it looked like out back of yeah. America somewhere. Yeah. And then he gets scratched by a raptor that's claw right. that yeah. she was carrying. And then yeah. He, and then that turns him into a raptor. Yeah, but... We struggled to get to the part where it turns into the raptor, and the raptor was literally like a paper mache. Yep. Head. Yep. And you just like. And now wow. you guys want to check it out because it sounds so amazing. <laughs> Trust me. So I think it's on YouTube. Um, and also, while you're on YouTube, check out Kung Fury. Here's, yeah, that that's was fantastic. amazing. See, here's the competition. If you can get past the <laughs> the philosopher, the the, the philosopher bit where he turns into a pastor. And we well, need proof. We'll bring you on the show and ask you how you did it. <laughs> and we will bring and and we will we will need proof. We yeah. will have to. Oh, that means we're gonna have to rewatch the movie. No, we just have to fast forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's fine. I definitely couldn't sit through that again. Yeah, Velocipasta. Yes. But check out Kung Kung Fury on the other side. Is amazing. Yeah. Watch it. It's thirty minutes. It's on YouTube. And they're making another one with um. David Hasselhoff. No, he was in the first one. Oh, was he? Yes, he was. Um, no, who is it? It's like, is it like, um, it's someone big. It's like they've got Michael Fassbender or someone. He's Googling. Bear with us as we Google something uh, totally unrelated to the podcast. Hey, Kung Fury is always related. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, there you go. Kung Fury 2 with David Hasselhoff to return and uh, the original... David Sandberg as Kung Fury. Yeah. Trust me, you can watch the first movie on YouTube. It is amazing. Just just half an hour. Half an hour of all your, of your time is what it will take, and you need to watch it. Public service announcement over. Today's episode brought to you by Kung Fury. No. <laughs> I think we had a couple more stories to yep, yeah, read no. out. Yeah. Okay, well, we're so. going. So um, in just randomly. In the entire state of Ohio in 1895, there were only two cars on the road. Do you know what happened, Ryan? They went about their lives blissfully and ignorantly and nothing nothing bad happened? No, they crashed into each other. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, the first mooning in recorded history was in 66 AD, where a Roman soldier mooned Jewish pilgrims on their way to Jerusalem. This caused a riot and over-response by the Roman military and the death of thousands. The most deadliest mooning was the first one. Yes. So think about that next time you want to pop your ass cheeks out the window. <laughs> that actually... Oh, um, our, our mutual friend, Michael, right? 
No, this is this is low. This is this is. Oh, yeah, I'm going now. Um, he tells me about the first time he came to the Hawkesbury area where we live because he's up up north, Port yeah. Macquarie. And he says the first thing, his whole family's in the car, and he drives next to this other car, and then someone with their butt cheeks out the window just mooning him, you know. And then like apparently his grandma was very delirious and just like didn't even notice. She's like, "That's lovely, eh?" You know, there's <laughs> ass cheeks there, right there. <laughs> Fast forward maybe three, four, five years. I'm at work and I'm telling people about this story. <laughs> and it ends out I work with the guy. <laughs> I used to work with the guy that mooned, <laughs> mooned Michael's family. They first oh, wow. Because I was, like, was like the car. Oh, yeah, we used to drive that car. Yeah. Oh, I used to moon people from the car all the time. <laughs> Small world. There you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Early in the Spanish Civil War, there was a nationalist garrison under siege. Having local air superiority, nationalists decided to airdrop supplies. The humour comes from their chosen method of making sure the packages got to the ground without being damaged. They didn't use a parachute, but instead they strapped a turkey to each package. It couldn't carry the load, but it could slow uh, slow it a bit on the way down and unlike a parachute you can eat a turkey not seeing much of a problem with that except when they land they've got to catch the turkey to get the parcel well it depends how high they are if maybe the turkey's dead on impact well that's true but like it slows the fall you know yeah it's like and then you you wouldn't want to what if the box fell on on the head of the turkey and then the turkey's dead so if you're one of those turkeys, <laughs> send us an email. We'd like if to hear you your survived, response. Um, <laughs> if you survived the fall. Okay, this next crazy. one is uh, Caligula, a Roman emperor, once held a large meeting solely for the purpose to tell the attendants that he wanted, uh, that if he wanted to, he could have them all killed. He then dismissed the meeting. He also mm-hmm. waged war against Poseidon. He led 10,000 soldiers to the sea, ordered them to stab it with spears. <laughs> he once marched his entire army toward the English Channel in an effort to invade Britain. Upon arrival to the Channel, he decided that he no longer wished to invade Britain, and so he ordered his men to collect seashells before heading home. Wow. What a wonderful Roman emperor. It's just lovely. It's just... <laughs> I could kill you all. I can see them all, just standing at the sea going, Eh! <laughs> eh! Eh! Is he dead yet? <laughs> <laughs> and if one, if one, um, I can see one guy going, this is, this is ridiculous, this is stupid, stab or you'll die. <laughs> and then one of them stabs a fish and pulls it out and goes, sir, ah, my nemesis is defeated. Back home now, collect some seashells on the way. <laughs> no, that was different. You think, you think that he would have collected the seashells? Yeah, everywhere. After maybe he was a seashell war. enthusiast. You never know. Well, maybe... Mm-hmm. I want to know what happened. Like, you go, go towards Britain, and then you're going, we're we going, and you're like, oh, I forgot the boat. <laughs> Turn around, <laughs> collect seashells. Uh, Random Roman. Yeah, you, why um, don't you tell us about the last one, Jamie? Ah, melting cars. In more recent news, a building has been melting cars. No, it's not another April Fool's joke. This, is actu- this actually happened. When the London skyscraper, nicknamed the Walkie Talkie, was under the construction... The, ref- the reflection from the windows began melting cars that were parked on the street. In 2013, a Jaguar that was left outside the building for two hours ended up with a melted um, wing mirror, 
wonky badge and buckled panels. The damage was caused by the sun's rays be- being reflected by the curved shape of the building. The parking spaces outside have since been suspended so that no more vehicles melt like an ice cream on a hot day. Wow. So the architect... So it's, no, well, it, clearly he's someone who um, builds stuff for the Bond villains and... Yeah, exactly. Doc, Dr. Evil. He gets all angry and then he goes, hold on a minute. Well, we could Deadly see, assistant number two, where did you park my car this morning? He could put um, little... Like in the parking spots where he knows the cars are going to melt, he can be like, reserved for... <laughs> James Bond. <laughs> Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one was a good one. Yeah. So if you're that man who built that uh, that building, contact us. We have use for you. And we want to know where you went to architecture school. <laughs> and we have use for you. We have a few cars we'd like melted ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're super villains. Yes. Um, well, we went through that quick, pretty quickly. So you know the, you know the drill, people... If you've got a story to tell, do you want to come on and hang out with us talking about things that may have happened in your lives or friends or loved ones, um, let us know at thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. We can't promise we'll make you famous, but we'll have a good time trying. Yes. So, so until, until next time. Until next time. Until next time.